welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love in Afghan as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is World War II era wing boy, Sean! Hi, you know, you may not know this about me, but I, well, I wasn't World War II wing boy, but my grandfather flew a Lancaster bomber. Well, that's, uh, that's definitely a thing. I've got an RCAF flag in my bedroom and everything. Which is weird, because I'm a pacifist, but <laughs> do with that what you will. Brett Red Raven is who we're going to be talking about today. Red Raven, okay. Yes, and I will be getting you a picture. For some reason, my intuition is that it's a female character, but... Nah. Ugh. Nah, just, just dude. Okay. That's a bad costume. No, it's not a good costume. Um, it came from the Golden Age as well, so that's okay, probably that explains why. it. Because you know what? They also didn't have costume technology back then. No naming or costume. Yeah, no, it's really weird. They also did invent the. Uh, they also did invent um, non-war heroes. I don't know. Hang on, whatever. Full honk, because both Superman and Captain America, two of the most iconic costumes of all time, were created before World War II, or in Captain America's case. So okay, I said that they didn't make they didn't invent good costume making machines at that point. But you could have a really good costume tailor? Yes. Okay. Exactly. You know? Like they didn't they didn't pump them out. And you know, like even even like ancient people, like, you know, they got some scientific stuff extremely right, even though they didn't know they did. You know, those Egyptians were real good at architecture. They got it right, like, without the math. I suspect that they did do some of the math. Well, well, they didn't have like the immense like cal- calculus and stuff mm. that we because that was invented later. But they did were able to create you know some really impressive structures without having uh, modern day architecture. Oh, fair enough. So, okay, so uh, modern, uh, so this, yeah, it's, it's a flies. Yes. Um. So. Yeah, is that his whole? It's a soul stick. Yep. You can fly. Pole stick. All right. Yep. Uh, so, by the way, it's a red costume with some uh, yellow highlights. If you want to see what Red Raven looks like, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, I'll save um, you the trouble. You know the Phantom Purple, like World War Two era pulp character. He looks like the Phantom, but with wings. Yes, very much <laughs> so. He looks a lot like Billy Zane. Yeah. Joke. Mostly joking. He's got that. He's got that Y, the like yellow Y down his chest too. See, like, I feel like if it was in any other era, that would be, like, it would be exposed skin. You know, but, uh, with a y. I think this costume isn't completely terrible, but what really does it in is the lack of color contrast between any parts of his body. Yeah. If his wings just... were a different color, we'd be golden. Oh, if his wings were golden. Maybe, maybe even that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it. I think yeah. I think there's just a lot of similarity, like because the wings take up so much of the visual palette, and you've got to kind of break that up a bit. Yeah, or have like maybe even like just some just some gold in the rings. Or like something. Superman's cape isn't blue because Superman's whole body is blue, and the the cape has to contrast. Yeah, um, but but yeah. So his real name is unknown. He's also a uh, secret identity. Was born in the United States, became a citizen of the world of of bird people, and operated in the United States with special permission what? by the uh, okay, well, shh, shh, shh. Right. and operated in the United States with special permission 
of the United States government. Now, I I know you're born in Canada, and you you've, and you've only been to America a few times, but people are born here. Yeah, no, that I got. It was the bird no, people no. part. Oh no, no, that's no, that's normal. That's normal. But what are you talking about? He sorry. So if I heard you correctly, the words that you said were he became a citizen of the world of bird people. Is that yeah? Is that accurate? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That no, that happens all the time. And he operated by special. Was he not an American citizen? He would be. Wouldn't? Yeah. No, he would be. Okay. So he's he an American dual citizen. citizenship. If, okay. Have- all right. Dual citizen. That makes sense. But I don't, um, I'm not gonna, it's whatever. He has, like, five paragraphs, like, barely anything. Um, so, other aliases are none. Place of birth, unknown. Place of death, the city of bird people at an unknown location in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, he's single. So, if you're, if you really want to be a citizen of the bird war, of bird. (laughs) No, you could. You could get married to the Red Raven. Yep. You're about becoming uh, a bird person. He was part of the Liberty Legion. Uh and he first appeared modern appearance, first modern appearance was X-Men issue number forty-four. But his first appearance ever He definitely didn't have his own series, I'll tell you that. Well no no he had his own series. He had his own series? Yep. Ugh. His first appearance ever was uh was Red Raven Comics, issue number one. That uh, is actually August a pretty cool cover. I t- yeah, August 1941, the origin of the Red Raven. Um, Not to mention the human top, Eternal Brain, and Mercury. Yep, and uh, this is some of Jack Kirby's uh, first work uh, as well. Really? Yep. Um, also, a lot of the Inhumans uh, was first uh, thought up in this comic, huh. specifically. So, like Black Bolt? Not necessarily. Okay. But... Uh, but yeah, so we have, but we have a red wave, red raven, um, like flying above what looks like a potential, potentially problematic drawing. I don't know what what the setting is. Um, I don't. Mm, it just looks like a yeah, castle to me. What's problematic about it? I don't know the dude that seems to be a caricature of. Multiple. I don't know that he's a caricature of anything. He's just a caricature of ugly. Um, well, I don't know. That's why I said potential. <laughs> okay. I said potential. He's blonde. He's got those yeah. weird eyebrows that I've seen on like three people in my life. Yeah, uh, but he's kind of just really expertly like flying at an angle and just pushing someone's pushing his heads. Uh, add to someone's face. You're just kind of grabbing that guy's face in a flyby. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what like um, the through line to this motion is. I can't imagine what the next panel would be. Okay, here's here's what here's what it is. Okay, he's flying. He's flying in like real hard. So he goes to grab the face. He's using the momentum. Oh, to pivot. Okay, to pivot, and then he's about to. Uh, you think he would swoop down to try to get the woman who's about to fall. But no, he looks like he's about to grab the face of the person. I think the I think rope. there's a dual face grab coming. Yeah, <laughs> maybe this is his move. Like maybe he grabs people's faces. <laughs> sort of the face, the face menace. <laughs> yeah, it's just like bam, bam. I'm grabbing your face because he does look like he's about to grab his face. He is going to grab that. There's no way he's not going to grab that guy's face. You, but, you are but right. Like, but if he grabs a guy's face, he could still saw the rope. Yeah, it's not okay. Now, have we considered this? 
the blonde woman is the bad guy. She's the villain. I mean, this this might be cultural conditioning. <laughs> but it seems like she is holding well, you know what? Let's let's say he's gonna but let why her would drop. he be grabbing the face? Wait, but that would make him bad though. Because he's obviously trying to prevent it I don't from know, maybe happening. He, maybe he just like is going in for the tender face touch. And unfortunately, he's also flying at what looks like minimum 60 kilometers an hour. So it's not going to be all of that gentle of a face touch, but. Yeah, it's going to be like the face touch where someone touches your cheek and mm. then they say something tender. Right. Except that in this case, it's just sort of like a whole. It's again, the um, the fine motor control when moving this quickly can be difficult. Yeah. And he, but okay, but this, but this is a one, it's a book from the forties. So obviously, it had like six stories in it. So we had the origin of the red, <coughs> the origin of the red raven, the origin of the human top, Mercury in the twentieth century, race to Jupiter, the re- recreator of souls, and um, origin of the eternal brain. Recreator, you say. Yes. So, you know, they upcycle all the soul scraps. <laughs> Just slap a new coat of paint on that. You can sell it for 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. I made, I made this furniture out of soul wood. Walmart just had a bunch of them in the back saying, like, we're not using these anymore. So I just picked them up. So, Red Raven. Um, he died in... Uh, it's a Mariner issue number 26. That seems about right. Yep. And uh, the small child. Wait, actually, you know what? That doesn't seem about right. He didn't even die in his own comic? No. Brutal. Like, imagine if the yeah. death of Superman had happened in Detective Comics. That'd be insulting. I mean, stuff like that sometimes happen. Not to major characters. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it does happen Which, sometimes. Which I guess says some things about the Red Raven's popularity. Uh, the small child who would become the Red Raven was riding uh, with his parents aboard one of the first airplanes across the Atlantic Ocean when the airplane entered a dense fog bank and struck at the island of the bird people who was concealed within. The bird people were originally inhumans who had, su- uh, who had su- uh, succeeded from their uh, racist city of Atland. The bird people uh, instead of living in a city built uh, built atop of an island, uh, but the bird people were originally inhuman, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they, instead of living on a city built on top of an island, which due to powerful anti-gravity engines, I'm uh, sorry, they lived in a city built on top of an island, which had powerful anti-gravity drives and floated high above the Earth's surface. Where, uh, where else? Whereas the inhumans had different powers than others. All the bird people resembled ordinary humans, except for large wings on their <laughs> on their backs, feathered wings, which made them capable of flight. So Jack Kirby created Red Raven. Do you think he already yeah. had? Yeah, no. You actually said that he did invent the Inhumans in this comic, huh? It's yep, funny to Eternals. realize. I actually thought the Inhumans uh, were invented for Fantastic Four before now, but. No, no, uh, like, uh, Jack Kirby actually, uh, brought in a lot of his ideas from the 40s when he was younger. 
into Fantastic Four. That makes sense. Yeah. He also invented the Eternals in this one, too, in the origin of the Eternal Brain. This actually seems like it might be important reading, if it's any good. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Like, I'd probably buy it. According to the cover, it only costs 10 cents, so I can easily get one, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it seems cheap. Uh, the, the child who was to become the Red Raven was the only human to survive the plane crash, and the bird people, who were also known as the Winged Ones, decided to raise them as, as one of their own. Inhumans, uh-huh. the way they were. Uh, where did he the, get his powers? Well, he probably, he has a suit. He has a suit. Oh, okay. Um... But I'm talking about the bird people. So in humans, the way that they work is they have this gene inside of them mm-hmm. that is basically that was put into their race by the Kree. And the way you unlock it is through pterogenesis. Yeah, which is the inhalation of pterogen mists. Yes. So the thing is, is it's not necessarily going to be if you have two bird people, two people with wings, boink, and have a child, they're not necessarily going to have bird powers. Sure. So do they have some kind of modified pterogen or something? But the thing is, is like, you'd have to also like genetically engineer everyone to have bird powers. Huh. Because like, look at, look at. I mean, you can have a you can have a family like one person turns into like a a giant, another one turns into something that could turn into a mouse, so that another person has uh, a tail. One person could like shout lasers at people. Sure. So, like Black Bolt and Medusa's daughter has what energy powers? I've never been clear on what Crystal's power was. Uh, they uh, elemental powers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't so, know like, that I've ever not- seen her do anything other than flirt with Johnny Storm. And oh, Mary it's she is a Quicksilver. she is she was a she's a female character uh, that does not get a lot of a lot of screen time mm. that's not flirting with people. Um, now that being said, she did get a pretty good run in the latest Inhumans comic, um, where she was basically the leader. Okay, well that's something. Right now, uh, at the end of the death of the Inhumans, uh, the Inhuman or a lot of them are are dead. Because they were killed. That will happen when you're killed. Yeah, and the death of the humans. I am reliably informed. The bird people uh, named the child Red Raven because of his flaming red hair. And because as he grew older, they gave him a costume that would enable him to fly. The costume contained miniature anti-gravity mechanisms. and included large artificial wings, which would help him still himself, steer himself, and and negotiate uh, air currents while in flight. On becoming an adult, the Red Raven decided to explore the world and become uh, become an adventurer. Um, so he then became a crime fighter among his fellow humans, and during World War II, was a member of the Liberty Legion. Yeah. But that, but what Red Raven saw of mankind's inhumanity towards each other during the war years eventually embittered him towards the human race, and he returned to the island of the bird people. He <laughs> discovered that the bird people, who believed their own humans to be their inferiors, intended to conquer the human race, while it was still wary from the tumult of a war or two. 
The Red Raven argued in vain with the ruler of the bird people that the humans were still vastly outnumbered them <laughs> and would wipe the wicked race out if they start with the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I think you guys think you're going to win because you can fly, but like, they have planes and guns, so... Oh, they also have superhumans that can fly and punch your face in. Right, there's just a lot of reasons why this is a bad idea. So, like, let's let's give them let's give them a very let's give them a population of like let's let's say a large city. Okay. Let's say they have like 10 million people in it, Generous. like New York City level. Like, I don't even I think New York City is more than that, but let's say they have 10 million people. Like, it's not enough. I don't think it would be enough, right? But and would everyone fight? Like, I don't I know. Like maybe ten yeah, million well, people can do a point, lot of damage. If you're a city of ten million people, you've got at most okay. Cut out everyone. Cut out. Assuming that you're fielding an army of uh, healthy young men, that's half the population gone already. So you're down to five million, and then cut out um, a million on either end for people who are too young or too old to serve. Realistically, you're cutting yourself down to one million at this point because uh, military conscription age is eighteen through like late twenties. I think they stop conscripting you. Uh, yeah, because they because they, they want them young, right? So, I mean, well, an army of a million is pretty sizable. In fairness, but but no, but I'm being really generous yeah. with it. I don't think they have that many people. You can, here's the thing. It's enough to get you started. You can get, you can conquer one country with it, and once you've done that, now you've got a whole new pool of uh, talent. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think they're going to be able to get the superpowers, though. Mm. That's the thing. Well, but every single one of them can fly. That's minimal superpower. Well, no, no. The superpowers, as in like the Russia, oh, America. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, you start small, work your way up. Uh, I don't know. I still think it's a bad idea. It's ambitious, um, but I'll tell you what: Hitler tried it. Well, yeah. Yep. That's that definitely is something that will feed into something we're going to be talking about. Oh, soon. good. Um, yeah. So uh, to save the bird people's lives, the Red Raven released a gas which placed all of them in suspended animation. Wow. Where did you um, get that? <laughs> did you just have that on hand? He then placed the bird people into specialized individual capsules. Uh. Designed to keep them alive and sink the island beneath the Atlantic Ocean. He put himself in spin animation in a capsule, too. After setting the device, uh, setting a device that would return the island from the ocean to the ocean surface years later and awaken him. Is it also going to to awaken a whole city full of, uh, bird people with world conquering intent? Well, Oh, well, as I said uh, multiple times on this podcast, you don't need to conquer the world to be a would-be conqueror. That's true. That's the definition of would-be. Yeah. Uh, so I, I technically, at one point, tried to conquer my cat's uh, ability to uh, bite me on my ankles when he was anxious, and I failed. So technically, you're I'm a would-be conqueror. You're a would-be cat conqueror. Exactly. I can put a lot of... Th- if you try once to take over the world and fail, even even if it's a small action, you're technically a would-be conqueror. Mm-hmm. You know? Com- I'm going to commandeer this house. Oh, crap, I have to pay rent. <laughs> See, would-be conqueror. 
would have been. Yep. Uh, so the island began to rose on schedule and was again discovered by the mutant angel. Wow, what a queen! Uh, that uh, makes uh, sense. After fighting the angel, the awakened red raven uh, be- again sank the island and returned to the city. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I see you've you know got what? your own bird people in this world. I know what I'm not wanted. <laughs> You know what, Red Raven? I understand. Just take the nap. Just, you know what? It's too much. You know, <laughs> just just take the nap. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's but some been, months it's later, been a rough uh, century for the Red Raven. It is, it is folks. Uh, also, how convenient later, that it like the one superhero show, who showed up turned out to be the only one who couldn't immediately kick the ass of someone whose only power is flight. Yeah, like, even, like, the Korg, like, alien race, they first met Thor. Yeah, that's, see, that's... Like, like that, like, that's... that's for that, that was, but this guy, that he was gets enough to scare That's them. easy. That's easy streak. And he still couldn't beat it. <laughs> I would go back into the sea, too. Yeah, you just hope no one talks about it. <laughs> yeah, but some months later, Undersea Earthquake tore his own capsule loose, and it floated, uh, to the ocean surface, and Red Raven regained consciousness, but was unable to move. He was revived by his former ally, the Submariner. However, the suspended animation methods that Red Raven used uh, had av- adversely affected his sanity. Yeah. Red Raven now attempt to revive the rest of the bird people to destroy humanity to take over the Earth. Wow! Okay. Really given, uh, uh, it's really adding to the mental health stigma. I'm just, wow, like, I mean, I, took a, I have, like, some two, pretty bad, like, mental health stuff, but I've never wanted to just, like, wake up, up a bunch of bird people and take over the world. I'll tell you what, though, I have woken up pretty cranky from some naps in my day. He <laughs> 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 may not have gone crazy, he may have just had a really bad night's sleep. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe, like, he had a crick in his neck and be like, you know what? F it. I'm gonna kill everyone this now. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't woken up feeling like that, honestly? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so he... But when the Red Raven tried to awaken the bird people, he discovered that the spinning animation capsules malfunctioned. And wow, oof, 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 a big oof. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he decided that the entire race died. Um, so he indirectly committed genocide against wow. his own people. Oh, that's I mean, that's the kind of thing that makes you go crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, totally insane now, yeah. from anguish uh, I believe this part he lashed out at a main control panel with his metal wings without realizing what he was doing fire erupted and the islands of the bird people were obliterated by a tremendous explosion killing the Red Raven. <laughs> Okay, so that's two people in a row who died from <laughs> uh, equipment explosions. Just totally busted. Why is everything in here? Universe made from C four and tissue paper. It's just it's just a bunch of uh, it's just a bunch of dynamite with like self lighting matches on top. It's paper mache, of- but instead of glue, we use nitroglycerin. <laughs> Oops! I touched it. <laughs> Boob. Uh, so he's six uh, six foot, weighs one eighty, black uh, eyes, red hair. Um, his whole thing That's a is weird like combination. He's, 
like he's like he's real good at hand to hand combat, like and skilled with flying. I'll tell you this, he's definitely mastered the face grab. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say, like, honestly, if you, you do the face grab when they don't have a weapon, it's good. Sure, that but guy is absolutely we- gonna take his hand right off, though, isn't he? Yeah, but like, but on this cover, that guy still has a sword, a and he sword. knows where to aim. That's just not gonna work out there for you, Red. Yeah. It's a shame um, that he turned crazy and evil, because I think actually Pulp Hero Adventure, where the dude's only power is that he can fly... I could get into that. That seems like it could be pretty cool. He had wings that allowed him to fly. He could go up to 140 miles. I'm sorry. Yeah, 140 miles an hour. Um, He could deflect bullets and considerable concussive force. He could? And How? He could also, and he could also swing the wings. And uh, he also had mechanisms which could fire beams of unknown nature. <laughs> So his superpowers are sort of like, whatever. I have, I have like Iron Man suit, but like only on my back. Where did the beams come out? I don't know. Maybe it was like a thing he did like once, but they had to include it. Also, what what was he using to deflect bullets with? His wings? His wings. Okay, well, if Archangel can do it, then he can do it. Well, also, I mean, almost all the winged people do it. Really. Which seems like kind of bullhonk if your wings are made of, like, flesh. Well, yeah, you don't, I mean, you do it when you have metal wings. You don't do it when you have flesh wings. All you're doing is just breaking your wings and your face. Yeah. Oh, but this guy does have artificial wings, doesn't he? Okay, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's also why he can, like, slash at people. So, I do have a question for you. <clears throat> is he still, is he still dead? Are they still dead? No, but I kind of cheated because uh, while we were talking, I was on. Um, I looked up some information about him, and I saw that he has appeared in comics since his apparent death. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Armin Zola got some DNA from him, and. Uh, and he uh, he called it he called it his corpse core, pretty good. Just just put core core twice, yep. and then he put like the S E at the end. Um, and uh, Deadpool pretty much just killed him. Hang on, he cloned him. Yeah. Then Armin yeah, he's still dead. All the time. That's a separate person. Okay, okay, okay. No. Yeah. I've made this. I made this. No, I've made this a thing. Technically, if they're cloned, they are alive because that's how comic books work. Yeah, but it's not how clones. Because if you if you don't if you don't if you don't if you don't count the clones as at least a, a identity that if they if they're a clone that is, <clears throat> I don't think this is a clone per se, but um, but if you don't count the clone with the same memories and experiences, like even if they're downloaded as the same person, I feel like you just automatically like cut out a lot of heroes. Yeah, I guess you do. And I and I and on this and on this podcast, I say that that counts. <laughs> right now, it's just that like there's an awful lot of uh, hundreds of years of philosophy dedicated to defining when you are and aren't the same person. And, and guess what? We're also talking about we're also talking about someone who li- lived with bird people for most of his life. Okay, well that <laughs> no, 
I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a hold nope. firm on this one. Nope, no, no, guess what? I, I, I am the arbiter of this podcast. It is your show. I say yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he faked his death. A bunch of them got, like, but basically he's got his wings cut off with a ha- handsaw by Deadpool. That's um, pretty brutal. He doesn't have actual wings, though. You know, it's a genetic experiment. Maybe uh, Armin Zola thought he had wings. <laughs> okay. And that and is that still meaningfully the same person? I mean, I don't know. I don't count. I don't really count so much that as the same person. Mm-hmm. I, he's still dead. You start giving people um, wings. I don't know if they're still the same dude anymore. Yeah, uh, but then like he faked his death, and then um, Jeff's he became so different since he grew those wings. It's like he's not even my dad. Yeah. So he then uh, tried to. He then tried to start his own civilization, like you do later. I mean, you do. And then came into conflict with, uh, with like some Avengers and event and the, the Defenders. Um, and then fought against Nova for a little bit. And then wanted to start an all out war against humans. But then he just kind of left Earth completely. Coward. Yeah. And he was part of the zombie. He was part of the uh, Marvel zombie oh, thing. Of course he was. As well. I will defend exactly one book of the Marvel Zombies. Okay. <laughs> exactly one. Which one? It's the first one. Oh. It gets pretty. It gets really bad. Strongly it gets really disagree. bad. It's horrible. <clears throat> no, no, no. It get, no. It gets really bad later. I mean, it gets very poorly but, written later. Yeah. The first. No, the first book is really well written, but it's also like was ethically wrong to create. <laughs> Well, uh, but it also ties into one of the. It also ties into one of the better Ultimate Fantastic Four stories. That's true. Which is why that was a good Fantastic Four story. You got yeah, me which is why I have to defend it. Right. It's one of the better ones. So, um, so yeah, uh, I we're pretty much done. So, I'm gonna say kinda. He's still kind of dead. Yeah, I think that's. He technically had all of his memories and stuff, but kinda. Yeah, I uh, so I think we're pretty much done. So let's do plugs. Yeah, uh, you can find me on my podcast, Pitch Me Something, on which we do uh, original and derivative ideas for pop culture properties. Um, our most recent episode at the time of this recording is that super one Superman one that I mentioned last episode. Um, what else can I add to my description of it? We set out to make some changes to Superman that would deal with people's constant complaints that he's either too powerful or too nice. We didn't make him less powerful or less nice. We just made him sort of work for it a little more. And I think that that really made a lot of difference. I haven't listened to it. I'm very behind. Yeah, no worries. (laughs) My main thing is, uh, it's the same thing I have with like a lot of DC stuff. Uh, they tend to be better storylines and like ongoing stuff. Mm. I think it's a little different nowadays. But also nowadays they're focusing more on doing like complete maxi series nowadays, instead Brian of making Michael like Bendis an ongoing. writing Superman, so. Well, Brian. Oh, well, also, I mean, I'm just glad that I'm glad that Bendis isn't writing for Marvel anymore. Well, so I'm sure. Just I guess now we have to deal with it. Yeah, you have to deal with that. It is now. if there oh. is a comic book industry once the quarantine's over. That being said. 
Um, I do like a lot of their uh, maxi series right now, like the Jimmy Olsen book. Oh, Jimmy Olsen amazing. is pretty great. Yes, that's that's. Um, um, also, have you read uh, Dial H Far for Spectre? Hero? Sorry, you read Dial H for Hero? Yes, I have. Oh, that's it's also so really good. good. It's my maybe my favorite currently running comic. Um, they also had the. Uh, they also did that. They also did. Uh, they did DC Zombies. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> Was eh. you know what? It was not as much of an atrocity as Marvel Zombies. <laughs> Still bad. Yeah, it's not good, but it was less evil. Um, they had the Super Sun stuff, which I was actually Super Sun's fun. is fantastic. Yeah, you know, like they, but they're doing like they're doing more like maxi series and like limited series, and I think they're playing into their strengths I think, now. You know what? Honestly, I think that that is where comic books in general kind of have to head. We can, we will have a conversation about that another time. This isn't the spot to do it. I want to, uh, eventually, I, I don't know how, uh, but I would like to have this conversation yeah. at some point, but yeah. Okay. So, uh, yes. So I do, I don't feel like doing my plugs. I'm just not going to do them. Okay. It's whatever. Who's going to show hey, up. Listen to creepy critters. Episode. It's a really good other podcast that Jesse does. Also limited theories. Yeah, sure. It's it's real good. I'm I put a lot of work into that one. Limited theories. <sighs> yeah. I I put on my I put on my critic hat and I my media my uh, media uh, what word am I trying to say media criticism media theory? hat media theory my, uh, yeah just a bunch of stuff no put on a hat for that one that makes me have to think. Yeah. We also do that for. This is the only one I don't have to think yeah. too much on. Honestly, <laughs> I do a lot more research than I than I think than I say I do. But okay, bye. We're back.